Welcome back to the Suitors Podcast. In the previous episode, we heard of the great love Mata Pagpati had for Guru Hargobind, awaiting the Guru's arrival there in Kashmir. She was getting a very exquisite shawl fabric ready for the Guru, made out of the most expensive cotton wool. This chapter now begins describing how Guru Hargobind is the knower of all hearts. They knew that Mata Pagpati was day and night awaiting their arrival and how she was just in such pain in this anticipation. Guru Hargobind was thinking that there are countless other Sikhs who live in the mountainous areas of Kashmir as well, awaiting their arrival. So Guru Hargobind was thinking that he would go and fulfill all of these Sikhs' desires, those who always had great faith in the Guru. Mata Bhagpati was also creating this fabric with great desire to adorn this on the Guru. She had reduced her eating and drinking day and night. She was just focusing on the Guru. And the end of her life was also approaching so Guru Hargobind was thinking about this in his heart and before taking off, he went to go get permission from his mother Mata Gangaji. After which he met with the entire congregation and comforted them, telling them all about their departure for Kashmir. Guru Hargobind gave respect to everybody there and then he took off with a group of his warriors. The Guru then began his travel to purify the area of Kashmir. Day by day, the great Guru would travel and eventually they reached Chaparar village, which is about 150 kilometers north of Amritsar, currently that's located in Pakistan, in the district of Sialkot. There were some Gurdwaras there before partition associated with Guru Hargobind's visit there. So in that area, there was a Brahmin who saw all the mounted up Sikhs, and he asked them, you know, who's coming here? One Sikh told him that the great warrior Guru, Guru Hargobind was leading this force. And the Brahmin thought, whoa, Okay, I'll go have a look who they call Guru. So he just stood there until Guru Hargobind arrived. The Guru saw him and asked, Do you live here? Where is there water here? We would like to dismount and refresh ourselves. If there is a clean pool or water source, we'll sit there for some time. But tell us where this is. So the Brahmin heard this. He bowed down while saying sarcastically, Oh, well, you are the Guru of the world, the remover of all sins. There is nothing hidden to you. Not even in one's mind, things are not hidden from you. So how can I say anything? You know it all. You are the knower of all the three worlds. It's not that you don't know. And you're asking me, that's why I'm so shocked by this. You have such power and you're asking like you don't know. This doesn't look good to do this in the world. Where there's water, you should go there. And if there's not any pool or sarovar around here, well then just make one yourself. You are all-knowing, so you can do as you will. You can bring water here if you want. So Guru Hargobind heard this very sarcastic, cocky reply by the Brahmin, and he just stopped his horse. He dismounted. He sent a signal to all the other warriors as well that they should stop. A Sikh dismounted. He ran up to the Guru and said, Guru Hargobind, we don't see any water around here in this location. I mean, the decision is fully yours. And we can also go grab water for you as well and bring it here. At that moment, Guru Hargobind, he was holding this very large spear and he just slammed it into the earth and then he pulled it out. From that, water started to sprinkle out from the earth. And Guru Hargobind then said, look, start digging 
a small pool at this spot so water can collect. So the six heard this, they started digging and this great pool was built there, water was coming out of that hole for some time. After this, the six had laid out some sheets for Guru Hargobind and placed a very fine, beautiful rug on top of it as well. A Sikh then brought the Guru's intoxicants before the Guru then bathed and cleansed himself. So just a note here, the word used in the text was madhik, meaning intoxicant, which in earlier passages we've seen, the word used was also sukha for cannabis. So likely they're talking about the same substance. So the Brahmin is just looking at this site of Guru Hargobind sitting there on this rug, refreshed, and he is just terrified. He starts to bow down to the lotus-like feet of the Guru and says, Oh Guru Hargobind, I, I shouldn't have used such harsh words. I'm so wrapped up in this pride of my caste, being a Brahmin. But now I understand your glory, your praise, Guru Hargobind. I was not humble in the way I spoke to you. So Guru Hargobind heard this and comforted him in saying, you said what you said according to your ability. Whatever harsh words you said, you have been forgiven because you regretted it and you asked for forgiveness. If one commits a small sin like this in speech, it can be forgiven by expressing regret. So Guru Hargobind sat there for some time and the entire army, the soldiers, the warriors of Guru Hargobind, they also cleansed themselves as well using that water in the pool. Everyone in that area seeing Guru Hargobind, the grantor, of liberation was just shocked. The very form of Parameshwara, the divine, who was above any sin or virtue. Everyone there was performing service, seva, for the Guru with great love in their heart. Guru Hargobind, whose stories are beyond wonderful, then mounted up again and continued down the path. The water in that area continued to flow, says the poet Sintok Singh. He says, he's heard this, that there's still water there to this day told to him by Gursikhs of his time. So Guru Hargobind then entered the very mountainous regions where there were countless types of beautiful trees. There were great amounts of pomegranate trees and apricot trees standing there, which had such delicious and sweet and sour fruits on them. There were walnut trees with countless green leaves on them, banana trees and berry bushes with great amounts of berries on them. Wherever one looked, there were great amounts of trees, very large pine trees as well. The mountains had such large boulders and rocks there along the path with greenery on them as well and streams running through them. Looking at the streams of water trickling and streaming forward, Guru Hargobind was just in ecstasy. The streams were flowing quick and fast. The water was so clean and pure. On all sides, you could see the mountain tips covered in ice where there was no fear for heat at all. There were apple trees, small pear trees, there were grape vines which had such beautiful delicious grapes on them. Sometimes the mountains would have such great elevations. Sometimes along the path it would get very steep. And in this way Guru Hargobind and his army traveled through the mountains slowly enjoying the route. Those six who also lived in these mountainous areas, they would find where Guru Hargobind was going and make their way there to deliver offerings for the Guru and receiving the Guru's divine sight, darshan. They would bring with them the finest of foods for the Guru to eat, the most juicy fruits. When Guru Hargobind passed through the most mountainous areas, there was this beautiful clearing that came about. And in that area, there was a Sikh there who lived and his name was Katusha. He forever had the true name, Satanam, residing in his heart. 
He had come to Amritsar many times before and he had performed great amounts of service, seva for the Guru. He had such a kind-hearted personality and he was a great lover of the Guru. He saw the Divine within himself and within all. This perspective, this wisdom had arose within Katusha from the grace of the great Guru who took away the ignorance of the world so he could comprehend and see the Divine within all. The remembrance of Satnam, the Divine Name, was constant for him. In comprehending the Divine, he had become greatly devotional to the Guru. He stayed in Amritsar for some time, performing seva there. And during that time is when the Guru was very compassionate towards him. So the Guru himself named him Katusha. He who had such great love for the Guru in his heart. And he eventually went back home to Kashmir after the Guru gave the command. So this is why the entire world, whether a king or a beggar, they all called the Guru the great protector of the meek. So Katusha also heard Guru Hargobin was in this area and he'd come to see the Guru, bringing with him the most juicy fruit. And bowing down, he was in such bliss. From his eyes, tears streamed out. Guru Hargobin looked at him and said, Come, Katusha, are you well? Katusha replied, Oh, Guru Hargobin, I have received your darshan, your divine sight in my heart. I'm experiencing a hundredfold as much bliss as I was before. The path up here to Kashmir is so difficult. But by you performing such a great deed, you are spreading the Guru Sikhi in this area. You have understood all of us as your servants, and you have come here to fulfill all of our desires, to make our life fruitful. You've been so graceful to us coming here. We are all so fortunate that you have come to Kashmir. So Katusha praised Guru Hargobin in this articulate manner, stayed the night with the Guru with great enthusiasm as well. Countless other Sikhs also came to bow down to the Guru to receive the Guru's divine sight. Guru Hargobin paid great respect to all the Sikhs who came there. And the Guru stayed there the night. The next morning, they mounted up. It was that morning where Guru Hargobin bid farewell to Katusha, who had bowed down before leaving. The entire army was mobilized at that point, and they set off. They finally arrived at Sirinagar, the great city of Kashmir. Guru Hargobin and his troops arrived at the large gate of the city before entering the city. And this is how chapter 48 concludes. In the next chapter, we'll hear how Guru Hargobin meets with the six of Sirinagar, including Mata Pagpuri. So that's where we'll pick up next time. But as always, I'd like to thank those who've been contributing to the podcast through the Mangalacharan Patreon page. Gauga